Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. You can join us in broadening our minds on the Nameless Debates Discord via the link below and even feature here yourself, if you've got what it takes. All right, so let's talk about what your basic premise is. So I'm assuming that the basic premise of the DM theory is that the basis of everything is data and logic. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, hmm, where should I start? Hmm. hmm. So, um, yeah, go, go ahead. I was going to say, you, data, probably should, you should probably start thinking about, okay, so how is data obtained? Well, you could, well, I don't know. Uh, so are data and logic necessarily contingent? No, they're non-contingent by definition. Okay, so... Yeah, they're interdependent, non-contingent. All right. So... Feel free to interrupt, by the way, if you have any questions here. So. Oh, no. I'm good. So, uh, let's see. Um, so when you say that data and logic are the basis of everything, aren't you just making an assertion? Yep. Okay. Can you justify that assertion? I think so. Okay. Where's the justification for the assertion? Well, part of it is in the fact that, like, I clearly articulate my uh, fundamental actions. Part of it's in the fact that I provide proof by contradiction of their necessary truth. And part of it is in, in the fact that, like, uh, I take to get to get the actions that I use to begin with, I take the most fundamentally certain position that you can have, which is just that there is something you experience which is real in some respect, otherwise you wouldn't be here. That's it. And then you go, okay, well, like, what what are the two crucial assumptions necessary to make that proposition? Mm -hmm. And you can, if you're careful, you can reduce it down to, like, I, I didn't know that it would be two to begin with, but you can reduce it down to just the fundamentals, just what is actually necessary. And then what you get is that data exists and logic exists. And then if you test that by saying, well, is it possible then for data to not exist or for logic okay. to not exist, the answer okay, is no. Okay, so, but if you have data, doesn't that automatically imply logic? Yes, they're interdependent. But uh, it, it would seem to me at least that the most fundamental reality is data and that logic is merely implied. Well, that's the thing. Is the mo no, no, the most fundamental reality has a structure, and that structure is described logically. It's, it's objective logic. In that sense, logic is used generally to mean any structure, right? But in this sense, it's consistent, objective, relational structure. Okay. Hmm. So the world is consistent. It's not you looking at it that makes it consistent. It's consistent. That's why you can draw conclusions from it if you're careful. And hmm. that consistency goes all the way to the core. That consistency is the very structure of the reality. It's the fact that it relates consistently, right? Relativity being the fundamental principle. Right, right, right. But um, let's see. Is there anything that I can imply here? Well, um, without data, right, you can't mm -hmm. have logic. Correct. Because logic is implied by data. Well, no, no, no. Logic is like a fundamental 
principle because no matter what you say you have even if you say you have nothing you have a condition of some variety and the condition is what governs the manifest structure of the ex existent thing and mm. that is its form it's its structure you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. but i no think that the structure that. i think the structure is implied yeah but the structure has to like that's what i mean is like even if you just think independently without data specifically right you don't have to specify what exists. You just say, okay, even if it was nothingness that existed, that would be a structure of some kind. It would ha like it would, they would, there's a condition, and the condition is absence. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not chaos. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm. But yeah, but chaos doesn't really exist. Exactly. I mean, but that's what I mean. Like, nothingness doesn't really exist. No, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that like every situation you you can describe is governed by a rule like that's how you're mm. describing it you're saying these are the conditions that specify the the situation mm. conditions well, what, are equivalent to structure what you're describing i think is actually um more along the lines of what is possible what are the possible manifestations of data And no, but you can fundamentally, link that. just the structure in general. That's what I'm saying. It's like the structure in general. Like, yeah, if you what does think that mean? of like essence and form, okay, essence and form, they're two essential parts of being. Form is the structure, essence is data. Right? But you can't have the data without it having structure. That's necessary. And you can't have the structure without having the data. Like, obviously, yes, your argument has some validity, but it can be made in both directions, and each of them is independently non-contingent. So you're saying that you can make the same argument for logic? Yes. Hmm. Well, isn't, isn't logic just uh, uh, an abstraction? No. So? Logic is an abstraction which correlates with the real world. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, do you have any thoughts, uh, Viv, uh, Joseph? Uh, okay, yeah, so um, my thoughts are, um, okay, data. So is data in general, as in all, all the input that uh, a, a person's mm. um, thoughts can uh, perceive? No, not, not uh, think less perceptually based what i'm talking about with data is more general like when you gather scientific data mm. what you're doing is you're like getting empirical observations from the environment and what i'm saying is that no matter what the environment is even if the environment is absence mm -hmm. right like if that's it's just everything is absent you still have information there because you can still make an observation if you were somehow outside of that you could hypothesize about it right which we can you can make an observation and say, well, I can't make observations. For instance, if there was actually no data, you could say observation is impossible. And the fact that you can say that proves that mm. it isn't true. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you say the fact that something is not observable is, makes it not true because there's no, no, no data? The fact, the fact that you can say observation is impossible shows that observation actually is possible. Okay, because oh, you just made an observation, observation. Okay, right? Yeah. And the observation presupposes information because you can't observe about, like, you can't make an observation about nothing. It's not possible. Because mm. that would mean an observation in and of itself. 
yeah, like it's not, there's no data. If you can't observe the data, like what observation means nothing. All right. So, yes, yeah, so there must be data. Mm -hmm. And now the other point would be um, logic. Now, logic yep. is, I think, I think is the more um, gray zone for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, that, of course, for me to use logic. And it makes okay, sense so just yeah. quickly, um, a useful distinction is subjective logic is one thing, which is a model that we use to map the consistencies that exist in our empirical environment. Mm -hmm. And it's also the method that we use to update that model. And then objective logic is a separate thing, which is those actual consistencies that we focus on when we model. Okay. And you mean both or? or I mean the or? latter. I mean objective logic is what actually exists, that there is structure to the environment. There has to be a condition that governs the way things are. All right. In a sense, that means that there is, um, I would think that, that there is um, a hardware, a specific hardware that the world works upon. Yeah, there's a primary mm. principle. Right. I know yeah, it it's not a computer. I know, I'm, it's I'm not just a computer. It was, it was an analogy. Right. It was an analogy, yeah. Yep. Because a lot of people think that what you would mean by data is that it's contained within a machine or something, like a computer. Mm. Well, that's not what I mean. Data as in, like, um, scientific data. data, as, in data. as it exists in the environment, like the fact that there is stuff to observe, not observation or the things that we gather. Yeah, what he means by data is like base reality. Yeah, the most objective sense, yeah. Uh, in, no, no, because information is when you have used it to inform yourself. Data mm. is uninterpreted information. Okay. Um, uninterpreted information. Okay, got it. I can agree mm -hmm. with that. Okay, so what do you disagree with? I'm just thinking... Um, yeah, he was going to okay. present an analogy, and I want to hear it. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the, I was making, I made an analogy that the world is like, um, you said, um, there's principles upon which the world act, um, acts, right? Yep. And from that, we draw, mm -hmm. draw our objective reasoning. Mm -hmm. And I made it, I made the analogy that means like it must, it, the analogy was that, um, that the world has a hardware that it works at a specific Oh, yes. The analogy the... is accurate, but it's not literally true is what yes. I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, Matt. Yeah. Just ask you something really quick. Uh, are mm -hmm. there any people on Quora who you think might be able to join, or no? Oh yeah, probably. I would have to ask them. All right. I got to go to the dentist in ten minutes though. So. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Well, I so mean, uh, I got got an afternoon after that. So anyway, keep going. Yeah. So you made a premise that um uh I didn't necessarily catch it exactly, but yep. it was something to do with with um that we base everything upon the data and uh and the um oh god i forgot what the other one was already that's bad um logic logic objective logic. objective logic so you say everything we um how we make objective conclusions and stuff are based upon those no, no 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 how we try to be objective in our conclusions okay. is based upon trying to like prioritize what is shown to be true through empirical observation, repeated empirical observation. Like we bend our intuition to that knowledge. And generally what that's about is that there's data that you don't have inside your head that you need to acknowledge, mm. right? But that data doesn't, that data is not a product of your perception in some sense. It exists externally to you, fundamentally to reality, not because you are. So, 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 so wait, are you, are you making the claim that there is an external like mind or 
uh, no, subjective reality outside of world. our perception? Yes, absolutely an objective reality. No mind to it, no. Logic in this sense means structure. Uh, okay, I think, I think I understand what you're saying. So logic is... The structure um, of the empirical world extended to the objective world. Okay. Right? Because we model the structure. That's how we have models that work. We have computers that function because actually it turns out that when you pay attention to how reality works, you can make some pretty cool shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but um, where do you get this idea that there's uh, like data? So what do you I mean by said data? That. Like data uh, is the fact that like there were rocks before you existed to observe them. And obviously, oh, okay. like the, well, the universe is a lot older than you, right? The fact is that the data that was there is not necessarily interpreted, but it exists nonetheless. And in the most general sense of that word data, right, which is uninterpreted information, we get to ontological base, which is like, okay, like even if we say there's actually absolutely nothing, that turns out to be data. All right. Like, look. Right. Yes, well, to make some big, I would say that that being means to make sense an order uh, and to that, that means i think i think in layman's terms you're saying there's stuff and there's order to that stuff yes correct and there has mm. to be stuff that's part of the order hmm so there's an order well i i think i agree with that that there's some general consistency i think that that's something you can't really refute yeah, and I'm not even referring specifically to the consistency. I'm saying there is a general structure. I'm proposing it's consistent, but apart from that, there is structure. That's the fact of the matter. Hmm, structure. No matter what else you say, you're proposing structure. So a so counter-argument so what... is proposing an alternate structure. By, what do you mean by uh, structure? But anything that has like characteristics that okay, make yeah. it up. Okay, but when we're talking about reality as a whole, why are we assigning it to a structure? Because it has to have a structure to exist. Existence okay. is a structure. Well, the, yeah, 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 but I mean the individual objects that we see have a structure, but then yes. what is the structure of logic? If it's not something that exists in relativity. the spatial environment. The principle of relativity. That's logic? That's the structure? Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the basic structure of logic. Relativity, mm. relationships. Specifically, consistent ones, but fundamentally just relationships, okay? And, like, mm. it's easy to demonstrate, really, because if we think, of like, well, what's logic about fundamentally? The answer is true and false. And can you have true without false? No, you can't. No, they're relative opposites, okay? Mm. Relativity is at the basis of logic. Okay, so... Plus, relativity is what we use for the best interpretation of physics that we've ever devised. Okay. Yes. So, um, so can we use logic and map it onto a real-world environment, like when we're making a video game or a computer program? That's what we is already do. Is that something you can do directly? Well, that's what, what we it, already like, do. How, okay, like, that's so what we, your models are. you we do are. that all the time? Yeah, that's what science that. is. That's how cars run and fucking planes fly. You're doing something that is otherwise magic because you understand the structure of the way things are. Okay, so we can look at patterns and see uh, con general consistency, and that is some that is some in, in some way I don't know if I should say contingent, but contingent upon some logic or something. Fundamental. Um, logic. No, it is that logic. That general consistency is the logic that I'm talking about. 
So you're saying everything is logic? I'm saying everything is consistent. All the things that exist are consistent with another. They consistently relate. The phenomenon of existence is entirely consistent, and that is why it always exists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. So um, uh, I do. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm actually uh, completely agreeing with you. But I think there are some areas of science that kind of want to beg the question: Is this is is this consistency? consistent (laughs) um, but i think that if i can give a good argument to how how exactly the consistency is consistent and like you you don't fault the argument then i think that that addresses the question Mm -hmm. uh yeah good point and i Mm. think that that i think that i have done that i wrote a paper on the topic all right um um is this is this a paper for it, that is accessible because, like, I would, I would love to read that. Yeah, I can give you a link to it. It's not like published at the moment, um, because I'm not really qualified enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, I, I feel like that is going to be an interesting read. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, um, so... I'm actually in the process of like reworking it because I think it's like pretty clumsily presented. But um, like ultimately, I, I'm I've developed an ability to like compensate rhetorically because like I know the idea inside and out. So when people like misunderstand it which is ultimately part partly my fault because it's like not presented very well it's not that clear yeah um like i know that like although that's my fault i think you know at the moment like i am trying to fix it but at the moment it's not too bad because like i can just fix it by talking to them about it you know what i mean even if it is a little yes. unclear we can clear it by talking about it okay, so just record all these conversations you have with everyone i'm like well that's what core is for man yeah, well, that was interesting. You haven't been, you haven't written an answer on Quora, and I, I don't know. Yes, uh, did you? You wrote one yesterday. I don't. Was I think. I wrote two on Sunday, and then. Oh, I didn't see them. Monday and then one on Sunday before. Hmm. I'm not seeing those answers for some reason. So. I actually have to go because I have to make my dentist appointment. All right, because man. Like we scheduled it three times. All right. So uh, I'll talk to you guys when I get back. All right. Okay. Yeah, you too. See you later. Ooh, that's good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That guy is cool. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Um. Okay, but uh, I, I kind of, I kind of disagree with some of his premises, though. Okay. So, um, let's talk about it. Well, I I believe that what he's trying to do is he's trying to uh, he's trying to rewrite metaphysics in a way that's based on a uh, a circular loop between using logic as a way of justifying logic, um, which is uh, not necessarily a bad thing. But the way about that he goes about doing it without providing a clear line of reasoning or justification. Okay. So okay. So he was arguing. Okay. Um, his premises was that um, there's data and that there's logic. Hey, can I just yeah, yeah. I think I think in his paper he might have like made like uh, more clear justifications. Maybe you know it's it. I've read I've read his like original the original one they wrote and it was like it was really long, a lot longer <laughs> than you know what he explained here. But, yeah, I still see that there might be a problem with the way that he's proposing his theory. Okay. So, which He's not part offering. Of the argument, or, so what you said was um, it might be based on circular logic that logic was 
based on logic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that there's a better way of using logic to justify logic. How would I that believe be that's what it. I believe that there is a way of comprehensively accounting for things which cannot be described through language, well, which can be described through language, but which aren't initially described uh, as through language. So it's like something rather implied rather than written. Um, well, well, when we're talking about theories, we're not talking just about the language. We're also talking about something that's more fundamental than language itself. Mm. As far as we're concerned, language is only a means of articulation, but it's not the end, end all be all of a reality theory. Mm. I see what you mean. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's why I was working on my own uh, theory. Oh, everybody's working on their own theory. Sweet, I'm working on one myself. Okay, so what's your theory? Um. So, um, it has to do something along the lines of, um, things don't have to stand on a base. Otherwise, it's in, what? In, in order for there to be something, it has to be able to stand on, it has to have a base. It has to have, like, the same, same reasoning that I, same, same reasoning to the analogy I made earlier about the... Okay. So, you're saying a, that there has to be a metaphysical substrate. Yes. And that fundamentally is what. Um, well, what that is, we I wouldn't know. But I'm, I'm, mm. I, would, I would like based upon um. So based upon that, no one. So no, based on that, based upon that premise, we would, we would be able to come to the conclusion that there is a base because there is something. Um. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Well, this is I'm, this is that where things get complicated because yes. you have to understand there there is an underlying medium. There is a, so my theory is actually a little bit more uh, complicated. I I would agree with some of the Matt's basic premises that logic is an absolute in and of itself, Hmm. but I don't think he's sufficiently qualified to describe logic. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think about it at the moment because like I'm I'm approaching it from the physical angle and not rather the um, theoretical. And I'm thinking, well, physically, you can't really do that when you're talking about reality theory. Yeah, but I'm like, yes, that's true. That, but they have to start somewhere, right? You either have to start from the um, theoreticals, um, or um, uh, or physical, or um, what is it called, mental? Uh, so you have to approach it from a certain angle, or if you want, you can try approaching it from all angles known to us, and then try to come to the same conclusion. That would be mm. a very, very strong argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to describe reality in its ultimate sense. Mm-hmm. That, so, would con- that would be a basic metaphysical theory that would account for all physical phenomena. Interesting. So, so It's um, metaphysical in that it's hyper-contextualizing. Okay. It can be applied in many, many different contexts. All right. So, um, what will be your premise? Well, my premise is that the universe is fundamentally uh, consistent with what you might call a uh, a mind. I believe that fundamentally, if the universe 
actually consists of anything, then there must be something that necessarily contains it. Mm. And I believe that this thing which contains reality is, um, can be fundamentally described as a mind. All right. That's, that's interesting. Um, okay. So you, okay. So ba- humans have their own localized perception. Uh, other, other things such as rocks are less conscious because they don't have the same way of processing information that as humans do. But mm-hmm. at the fundamental level, at the highest level, the universe can be described as a mind. All right. So what qualities of a universe would you, um, like what qualities of a mind and what qualities of a universe would you ascribe to have that link and the connection? Hmm. Well, this is, this is actually where things get complicated, but I can, I can try to simplify it. Basically for there to be a, um, we can describe reality as a single unary uh, thing. A single what thing? A single unary identity. Or so it's, say. it's it's in unity, it's one, right? Yes, it's it's a it's a single thing. Alright, got it. And um, even though that there are many different aspects of reality, reality can be fundamentally described as a single process. Okay. It is a self-process. A self-sustaining process? It's a, yes, it's a self-sustaining process. Hmm. That's interesting. Because that, that yeah, so that means uh, my theory is contradicting yours. But the thing is, it's based on premises, so it's not really bad in that sense. But, um, but um, somehow you're going to have to re like, how do you explain that? How can something self-sustain itself? Hmm. Okay, so this is where things get the... Well, basically what you can say is that Matt, Matt Akut's idea that there's a logic mm-hmm. to everything is fundamentally correct. Yeah. I believe that logic is self-sustaining in that it is able to... Um, it is the basic form of... It's a basic form of cognition, I would say. Though that might be jumping a little bit too far. I don't know if you've gotten that far yet. You said something about cognition? Yes, there is. The universe has an aspect of cognition. That's, it's fundamentally everything which exists uh, exists according to the rules of cognition. And mm-hmm. in that sense, everything that is in the universe is part of a mind. Hmm. All right, that's fair enough, I would assume. Um, at the moment, uh, my mind's not really working that well. But <laughs> as far as I can tell, that sounds pretty sound. <laughs> well, we've, me and Matt have had debates about this for a while, and he, he, he definitely disagrees. Uh, the, 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 mind, the world is a mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, dis- he disagrees that the universe is fundamentally a mind. Hmm. Well, so, so, all right, so... Like, like I said, we, 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 which you did not describe, I think, is that how is the universe like a mind? And um, you said Uh-oh. something about cognitive, right? Being, being cognitive? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so at the moment, I'm, I'm, I don't see it. I, I definitely think I need to look more into the definition of cognitive in that case and see. Uh, um, well, yeah, you can do that, but it's not necessary. All right. 
working strictly for my own definitions. Okay, cool. So, so can you um, elaborate on what cognitive means to me? Well, cognition is a, a fundamental. It's basically, it's it's basically perception, mm. but you can call it cognition. Oh yes, definitely. So. Universe, huh? All right. So you, yeah, I definitely that definitely can agree with cognition in that case that it exists. That that I think that's that's the um, I think that's the only most truthful statement that can exist. That is objective. That that the universe has uh, that perception is a fundamental aspect yes, of reality. I, I think um yeah you say perception I'm gonna say observation. Uh, without observation, the universe um theoretically no 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 exist. no it's it's not observation because observation implies that there's an observer. But the universe is an observer, so there is observation. But I don't think that the, because the word observation implies that something is inferred. When you're observing something, you're inferring from it. Oh, so that and means with the universe, the all the all the information is already contained within the perception itself. Mm-hmm. So when I'm when I'm saying observer, I'm imagining I'm imagining like so I do a little bit of 3D programming. So when I'm saying observer, I'm imagining placing a camera inside a three-dimensional world and then rendering an image and if you don't have that camera that world does not you can't it just doesn't it's not there okay so that's kind of true but there's still the program and um fundamentally there there is that aspect that you're talking that you're talking about that there has to be something to render it and the camera does that in some sense yes but the information that's there um is already being rendered. All the information is already being rendered in the universe. There's no so that's, one. That's the data aspect, right? So yeah. Like, there's what... nothing. There's no need for a camera. The the whole universe is already aware of itself in some sense. Hmm. I still think you need a mind for the the universe to exist in that aspect. Um, like the, the okay, universe, so... it, the universe is its own mind. That's okay. I think that's a, a valid preference or pre- valid um premise, but I just don't. I don't. I don't know why I don't want to agree with that. I mean, like you. So, so when you say it's um it's a mind. Oh god. Yeah. I can't say no because what what do I have to say against it? Um. So why do you say it? So why do you say it's a mind again? Because it it, it it has um, I don't know why I keep thinking of Matt's argument right now. But is it because, yeah. So why does it have to have a mind again? Well, that's that was a long discussion that we tried to have. What the basic premise that I was saying is that the universe is uh, very uh, yeah that that but um that the universe fundamentally consists of what Matt Akut calls uh, data. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's correct. Mm-hmm. But I think that with the data, you have, it, in some sense, it implies that there is a mind to contain the data. Because otherwise the data doesn't really exist. There's nothing to compute it. Uh-huh. I feel like that's very, that's very, very um, parallel to Matt's premises. Mm. I don't. Uh, well, I don't know why why we disagree with that. It might actually just be that. Um, well, you don't necessarily have to disagree with it. If it makes sense, then yeah. you know 
you can you can totally agree with that. I mean, because like what I got from your argument is the same thing. Um, that the world has information, and that it has a processor. Yeah, but my I think my explanation is more sufficient. Also, it uh, encapsulates um what Matt's doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Mm. So you're saying you're extending the definition just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't agree with that. There, there's other aspects to the theory. All right. So um, does your theory, um, can your theory give a rise? Um, so since there's a mind, I would assume that your theory could give rise to um, some form of sentience in that case. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And that's what, that's why you had to extend your definition? Um, well, <laughs> Matt's uh, theory does seem to compensate for consciousness, but not a reality itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm bending um, t- more towards your um, premise. Be- I mean, like, that I agree with it more. because. Um, okay, so consciousness yeah. is not the same thing as the, the, it's not the same kind of consciousness that the universe has. Yes. The universe... Consciousness is more like a mapping between the universe and the uh, localized objects within the universe, in some sense. All right. So the 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 mind is basically like a way of trying to represent what true consciousness is, almost. Not not. Uh, it's kind of like um, it's it's like a map almost. But it's it's not the territory, and the universe has this territory of consciousness that the mind attempts to replicate, but is not able to fully replicate. Doesn't mean that we don't have consciousness. It's just that we don't have the full access to okay the kind of consciousness that exists it's, in the universe. It's like a localized, limited conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and like you said, it tries to recreate the world around it. Well, yeah, kind of. The mind does that. Interesting. I think that's a very interesting topic. Um, I don't refute it, and actually, I have a neutral standpoint on it. I'm not sure how. Um, I'm not. I love. I love the idea. Um, I'm wondering how true can it be, and I'm wondering how far you can go with it. Hmm. I I think I really think that it's. I think this is something that you probably should look more into. Hmm. Well, yeah, we, that's, I've talked about it with a lot of people, and I think that a, a lot of people have given some interesting feedback. I, I, the reason that I talk to it about people is so that they can help me refine and uh, help me develop my ideas. Ah, I see. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, let me think. Yes, but w- what I have to do is I have to test my theories against all logic. Okay. So here, here's... And I think the fundamental problem is that Matt... It has the assumption that he already understands logic and therefore doesn't have to challenge his own logic. Mm. I mean, he uses the same techniques that I do with communication, getting feedback and listening to criticisms, but I don't think he has sufficient understanding of the nature of logic. Mm. What would you think that um, the nature of logic... Or so he said something about online consistency and um, non-contradicting... Or something like that, right? Yeah, non non contradiction, non contradiction and consistency, 
which basically, yeah. I mean, like, I think the first one and the second one, like, basically, those are the first and second um, classical laws of uh, logic, right? <laughs> the law well, of identity and the law of non-contradiction. Well, the one thing that Matt seems to be missing, in my opinion, is the law of identity. Mm. But and, I think... and the reason I think... I think the reason that I think this is because he is ignoring the cognitive aspect of reality mm-hmm. and therefore ignoring the, the global identity. He's only focused on like local application of logic. I'm, I'm, I'm really confused about the word cognitive, but I think in con- cognitive, I think mind. And I think um, there's two options, two ways to interpret that for me. And that's the, um, the localized experience of the world for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's something I know that is definitely true. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing being um, just how the mind works based upon the neural network connections that are made in the brain. And I don't yes. think uh, so. You th- so they're both they go both hand in hand. Yeah, they're both hand in hand. OK, cool. So you mean both of them when you're saying cognitive. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. Well, if you can offer some sort of refutation, I'd be uh, happy to listen to that. But hmm. um, I'm, so does, I, I'm I'm so not going to yeah. be easily. Yeah. How does um, so how does um the mind of the universe translate into our individual experiences, and how come we're not um experiencing it um like collectively? So how come I'm not seeing the world also through your eyes and through where you are at the moment? Um, or maybe well, maybe I do, but a smaller degree. But well, there's know. a fundamental there there there's two aspects to reality. There's the material aspect, and then there's the spiritual aspect. Yes, and you, we can do away with the spiritual aspect, but then when we try to do away with it, we get rid of the whole entire uh, existence itself. Yes, and then there is the material aspect, which is different from the spiritual aspect. And I think the material aspect is basically the, what exists inside of the mind of the universe, in some sense. Okay. There, there's a sense in which the, the, what the mind contains and the mind are the same, but there's also a sense in which they're different, because one aspect of reality is physical, the other is metaphysical. Okay. So you can, you are in some way... the exist as a material in the material sense yes in some sense in some sense you are you exist in a spiritual sense because you have well that's actually a very very complicated thing to get into but in some sense i have will and thoughts i'm I'm conscious of thoughts and i have will yeah well consciousness yes I, I I tried to avoid the use of the word consciousness because this definition um is very simple and and the sense means all right so if you say something you're conscious that you just said it because you heard it right it's a feedback system mm. while um while what I think the other, what we're trying to describe is um I use the word experience often because um mm. the way the, the way I get this analogy is that okay so. If I ask how do I see, right? I um I go to the first the physical aspects of sight, right? There's like the light, it enters my eyes, hits those rods, rods and cones in my eye receptors, excites these pigments, sends an electric signal to my brain. The okay. brain processes it and tells like 
it processes the image and gives me a, um, a general understanding of the world around me based upon the light that went into it. However, it still doesn't explain to me how do I have this experience of sight. Um, I don't think, I don't know how to explain that really well, but like, it's not like as if I'm something inside my brain watching a television screen, hmm. if that makes sense. Well, there's to describe your, your consciousness is simply the electrical impulses that are happening inside your brain. However, those electrical impulses exist within the global framework. And you can't just say that what's going on inside your brain is, it's not that, um, there's only there's a very limited amount of information, even though it's you're filtering it in a very complex and intelligent way. Oh yes, the whole the whole universe actually contains your brain, and in that sense, the universe is conscious of what's going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. So but it's also because... doing that with each and every other person, and so the universe is aware of every other person's thoughts. I can agree with that. It, and it's not just the thought that's happening inside your brain, though. It's all of the data that exists in the universe. Yeah, I can agree with that, too. Okay. So where, where do you have the objection? Um, I'm, I'm, I don't have an objection, really, but I'm just really curious as to um, how is, how is um, the conscious localized. So I, I would assume that um, without any extra rules or anything, that I would... The mind being con- the the world universe being the mind that um, since I'm having that um, conscious experience, it why is it why is it so directed in such a sense that I'm only experiencing my so, own? So, so I'm guessing the question is why is your experience localized? Yes. Okay, so the reason that your experience is localized is because there is a material world that. Ha- that has constraints on what you are capable of doing with your perceptions. Mm-hmm. So you are bounded by certain rules of the universe. Those rules exist in the physical world. Yes. Okay. But, um, okay. So what am I thinking about? I would think that because it's still the same mind, right? Somehow it has to be interlooped and interconnected. Um, yeah, but no. There, well, that's that's also a very interesting conversation. I haven't really thought about that too much, but um, no, no, no. You, it, it, I think what I just said is actually a very simplified, sufficient explanation. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do believe agree so too. Uh, I just think that um, I re- there are questions that are pretty like. I think complicated to tackle, but um, not they're possible to tackle. I just personally don't have an argument for them, and I don't understand them myself. Okay, so would you agree that w- what I kind of explained is the reason that your consciousness is localized? Um, I think with an aspect, yes, because it's the physical world, right? It's got the physical constraints. Hmm. Um, I actually um in my in my own um theory uh i i propose that the body was an amplifier of of the uh, localized experience mm. so that um so that you would um um so you would observe the physical of that particular place and not see the others because it was amplified to such an extent 
that um the rest of the minds and whatever they thought was um what do you call it not not significant with respect to what you what you uh, I'm not, I'm not really following you. Okay, yeah, it's it's a complicated concept, but um suppose supposing that the world universe is the mind and that each body is rigged in the sense that um that that that, that mind is um amplified. It has okay. a system it has a better it has a system to run on that um I don't know how to explain that really well. I have to mm. think about it more. But I'll get back to you on that as soon as I can get that on paper and kind of make sense of it myself. All right, that's a good idea. But um, besides that, I think I, I like your theory a lot. All right. Um, but all right. So, but all right. So you say there's a data aspect and there's mind aspect, and because of the data aspect, the mind is localized. Mm, no, I didn't say that. I was saying that there's a re there's a physical material right. universe, and there's the spiritual and metaphysical aspect of the universe as well. Okay. Uh, all right. The the two aspects and the physical aspect localizes the metaphysical. Um. Uh, no, not nece not necessarily. What I'm saying is that there's. I'm just simply stating that there is a physical and the metaphysical aspect to our reality. Okay, I and completely that, agree with that. Okay, so that we are constrained by uh, our physical reality. I can uh, actually agree with that too. So uh, there's no disagreement. <laughs> um, yeah, go fly with that. Fly with that idea. I don't. That's like I think the um, the the premise is so broad and true that you can't you can't refute it. What what huh. what is my instinct? What's what what was instinct's um uh complaints about that? Well, his basic complaint was that he viewed the mind as something that exists as part of physical reality. Mm. I think that's and that problematic. There, that there's no like greater mind. That the mind is something that is localized in the physical world. Hmm. So, like, how somebody would perceive um, um, what we would call a soul? Hmm. He doesn't believe in the uh, existence of souls, as far as I can tell. Yeah, um, but I'm saying, like, that's a very similar concept. If, like, it, he's, he's saying there are many minds. Is that what he's saying? Um, he's saying that there is no one mind. That there's no what? one distributed identity. That the universe exists apart from mind. That there's nothing to perceive it oh. except for us humans. Um, how are animals? Hmm, well, yeah, animals too. But uh, at a certain level, he thinks that you can't have conscious experience. The, uni the universe itself is not fundamentally conscious, as I would propose. Hmm. Oh god, that's a hardcore. That's actually, that's interesting. I I don't know. I really like both ideas, and um, I hope I would hope your idea is actually correct. Um, <laughs> dang. Um, have you looked into quantum uh quantum physics? Because I would think that oh. over there you can have some interesting uh, interpretation of um 
how the world works because we have you know certain things the spoilers cat thing cat box thing um yeah, yeah. well yes. i haven't really looked into physics for a while but i think that my theory of reality is more compatible with uh mainstream quantum physics okay that's pretty good that's pretty good um because like one of the main inter- one of the interpretations uh valid interpretations of quantum physics is that uh the world is a mind um, um yeah well kind of it it uh, depends on what we are what you mean by mind though um and what level you're now analyzing all right so it has um this aspect of um god i have to <laughs> that's one of those other things i have to look more into um i would assume something to do with um choice uh don't know hmm. yeah i think it had something to do with along the lines of choice um because i uh, don't know so i think <sighs> One of the other uh, interpretations was everything that hap- happens by chance, and I don't think anybody's satisfied with that type of uh, um, case. Everything happens by chance. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, we don't. We don't I'm like, not sure. We don't. I'm like, not sure. I can't say one way or another. Yeah, we we yeah we really don't like that interpretation, and some people don't like the choice interpretation. So um, we're kind of at a stalemate with respect to that. But if whatever, if you can get a theory that appeals more to the reason right then i think you should be able to um definitely make that a deciding factor of whether um of whether life is dictated by choice or by um chance okay so i don't know what we're going to be talking about next because i was discussing what uh my theory was yes and um so, what exactly is it that you're trying to bring up here? Um, I don't know. I would, I, when I brought up the quantum theory aspect, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe um, you would look at things that um, are kind of already established in the world and maybe build, um, inter- incorporate that into your own um, theory. Mm, yeah, that, that's, a, that's an interesting idea, but I don't know if that would work because we're always working at the highest level of analysis. If you work at only with within certain frameworks, mm-hmm. and you're only looking at certain aspects of reality, then you're you're likely to make uh, errors in logic because you're not analyzing at the highest level. Ah, I see. Makes sense to me. So, but if, I think I would think that you would. Uh, so you wouldn't want you don't want to. Um, what do you call it? Um, what do you call it when you kind of have uh, somebody tailor? A uh, certain shirt for your size. Okay, I think it's called tailoring. That, that just occurred to me. But you don't want to tailor your um theory to fit a certain aspect of life because then you are more more are more likely to miss out on the, the whole bigger picture. Yeah. Mm. So, but well, I, what I, I'm I, trying to do is I'm hyper contextualizing. Hyper contextualizing. All right. So there's, or you could you you could even call it meta contextualizing. All right. Uh, I actually have to look up that word, but I'm pretty sure. Um, well, these are not necessarily accepted words. I, I think hyper-contextualizing might be, though. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll just... I'll I mean, just... We, we use different vocabularies than most people do. 
Yeah, so, I would assume so. I, all right, so um, hyper-contextualizing. I'm trying to think of what that implies. So that means every all the we're trying to get everything in, in every, all the contexts as one. I would assume. Yeah. Or, well, we're trying we're trying to build a framework in which everything is can be incorporated therein. All right. So it has to be consistent with all of the phenomena existing in reality. Yes. And to do that, we can't focus on any single interpretation or any single aspect of reality. We have to look. We have That's to use cool. this. We have to come up with a way of incorporating all of the information. So we have to come up with. Basically, what we're trying to do is we're coming up with a way of. Uh, uh, well, we can get to that later. All right. Sure. Um, You are going to write down your thoughts? Yes, I'm definitely going to be writing down thoughts. And um, that might not, so, mean, might not come so soon right now. But um, I, I would expect by tomorrow I would have um, more clear, a clearer mind. Okay. And, so yeah. I, what I would want you to do is I would want you to uh, think a little bit about what my, th- about my theory yes. and about uh, and about uh, Matt's theory, and to come up with your own logic to see if that logic uh, justifies what I'm saying, or if it justifies what he's saying more. All right, sure. So I'll I want that. you to come up with your own your own thoughts about what we're what we've been saying all along. All right, got it. And um, all right, then, yes, and then come to my own conclusion about them. Okay. All right, man. Thank you so much. Mm. Wait, we're not the only ones here, right? No, not not really. But they're not the other people who are here aren't actually saying anything. Hmm. Or hold on one second. I'm I'm. Just, I was actually in the car the whole time, and I'm like, okay, now I need to get home. <laughs> okay. <laughs>